on our mental theater and my guy Chris. Um, let's talk about uh, let's keep it a Marvel for a second. We watched the uh, Black Widow trailer this week. Josh and I have both seen it. Um, speaking of a slash espionage uh, comic book film, what did you think about that? We talked about this briefly before, but I was, you know, somewhat surprised that they went in that direction. I thought it was going to be more of a, let's say, more of a spy thriller, kind of like, as you said, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And or a Jack Jack Ryan or like a Homeland, right? right? I thought it was gonna be more more of that, and it appears to be like what she did in between Avengers movies, which I don't really care about. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I want to know how Black Widow became Black Widow, origins. Okay, and it doesn't look like to me. It doesn't look like that, based on the timeline. Uh, from what I know, me being a little bit more into this stuff than Josh, um, that looks like it's going to be set in between Civil War and Infinity War, mostly. But it also will go back to her origins and what she became. I need to see Budapest. The Black Budapest in the trailer. It's literally a, the, the 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 Tower in Budapest. No, that's that's Budapest. But at what time period? I don't know. It better be before <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> I got it. But if you know Budapest, that's Budapest. That's just saying. So and it's Budapest, right? Okay. Mister Pendergrass. <laughs> All right. I thought it was a good trailer so far, but it's an opening trailer. Um, first, it's a teaser trailer. So it's a focus group trailer. Basically. Yeah. So I thought for what it was, it's good so far. It's it's better than what I expected it to be. Um, I necessarily don't know if it's going to do that well. I mean, not that well. It'll do well. It's a Marvel movie. But I don't know if it's going to do like the billion dollar mark. It's not going to do better than Captain Marvel. That's, we had an argument on my on my other group chat recently, and um, also that reminds me, I kind of had an idea. I think we should have a mental theater group chat on WhatsApp. With who? Whoever deserves to be in there. Oh, okay. All right. You, you got some people? I got people. All right. We'll, we'll see. Okay. All right. We'll see if they uh, make the cut. <laughs> um, also, are you Rick, Rick has got it. Ricky and Chris got to go in. All right. So. Um, you mean Tony and Nate? Tony and Nate got to go in, too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So Tony's uh, different, though, or whatever. He, he hates Batman, but that's another story. Um, so uh, he doesn't like the Black Widow trailer, Black Widow, because why well, he don't like Batman. Batman. Tony likes super-powered heroes. If it's not that, it's really not for him. Did he like the Avengers at all? He loves the Avengers, yeah. So it's tough. We had two humans in there. <laughs> you did. In, in the core Avengers. <laughs> this, this is true. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> No, I'm just curious. Yeah, because you know, you know, I love intellectual consistency here. So right, 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 right. <laughs> but that's his thing. He likes people with actual. He's gonna be a hero have two powers. What he told me. So um, that's not a hero there. All right. Um, what's funny is that too. I was watching this um, Justice League uh, animated film the other day, and the Green Lantern is in there, and it made me mad they didn't put Green Lantern in the actual movie, but. Now they're there once again, and uh, he meets Batman for the first time. You know, Batman's mythical. Everybody knows about Batman. Nobody ever sees him. He's always talking, and he's like, "So you're a vampire?" He's like, "What do you do? You have super strength?" And like, he's like, "Nah." He's like, "She's so a guy in a bat suit." <laughs> it was like really. Fun. It was meant to be funny. <laughs> like, man, that's corny. <laughs> It's not. I mean, it, but I mean, Batman. I, I guess you had to be there, huh? 
Yeah. But I mean, Batman is still like, you know, yes. So he's impressed he can do what he does. But then he's like, so I don't guess. He decided to wear, walk around in a bat suit. I don't, I don't, I don't You know, it's interesting. Anyway, um, Josh loves Batman, so he's never going to agree with this. So, um, so yeah, that, that's Black Widow. We'll see more. It comes out May 2020. Uh, moving on, what we talk about every week is um, Mandalorian. Uh, Mando. Mandalorian. So, Mandalorian is a good show. Um, I like the Mandalorian a lot. And I've had my um, ups and downs with the time, but I've always been consistent. I like every episode. Uh, however, however uh, my streak is now broken. I didn't like this episode. Um, I felt like they tried to do too many callbacks in this episode. I felt like the, the Tatooine callback, a lot of callbacks to New Hope with Luke, um, even some with Anakin. Um, but it fit the theme of what the story and plot is, right? Because they need to they need to go around the galaxy, right? You got to go to remote places. Tatooine is perfect. We all know they again they've marvelized Star Wars based upon the intro, and it makes sense that they would do a callback to a place like Tatooine before the movie, and that's something that Marvel would do with their movies. And they did the same thing with uh, the TV show. Angels and Shield, they it just makes sense to me. I felt like it's 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 more that fan service that I hate instead of being like its own thing and plot driven and things of that nature. And then I'm trying to get confused, like what's his plan here? He's gonna keep going around random planets. Like I know he took the baby Yoda, quote unquote, but what is his actual plan? Well, again, what would you do in his situation? I mean, that's what, it's not about him. He's not. He's just a character. But for the writers, I'm saying, like, he doesn't have any friends he can call on. Well, um, he does, but they're all trying to kill him. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. If you're in that situation, where are you going to go? You got to go to remote places like Tatooine. It makes the most sense. Is Tatooine really, Tatooine really remote? Everybody's fucking, everybody knows Tatooine is that. It's been every movie. Like Jakku and Tatooine are literally equal. Like, if oh, you're from Jakku. Oh, literally the middle of nowhere. Right. Oh, you're from Tatooine. Oh, the middle of Harvard. Everybody wants to on, on Tatooine for some reason. Or Jakku. Or Jakku. So it's not that really remote. Everybody's there. And yet some of the most powerful Force users have been from those planets. It's very interesting. It is very interesting. Um, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> speaking of Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., Ming-Na, who's in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. As May. As May. Who is, I would love to have her as a character that we... Uh, talk about yeah later well may specifically yes not not this character but this character yeah right not this character but may yeah yeah this character was trash um i just thought maybe she was underused i guess well she was a may type beta yeah like diet may essentially. yeah yeah basically and she was very underused and again i thought having her in the trailer now that i see what she actually did was some of that bait and switch type of deal which i don't really like that much when it comes to shows um and, the, and and I don't know I I don't think the kid he he's probably been the worst actor I've seen on the Mandalorian and it has been filled with great actors who um the 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 rookie um bounty hunter oh, who's in over his head yeah yeah I don't think I don't think his acting was that good either me me personally well we we all know Star Wars likes to use actors you have seen and haven't seen so he was just in ones we haven't seen like Daisy and John Boyega all that. Right, 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 right. So, um, but but because of that, it was probably worse. It wasn't a horrible episode, but I do feel like I, it didn't move the story forward. I didn't learn anything in that episode. Do we know how many 
episodes in total? This is the problem. It's only eight episodes. Only 35 minutes a piece. This is episode five. So now I already know, of course, we know they've been signed off for season two already. I think they're already filming it, for God's sakes. So, but if you only got eight episodes, you got to really give me the meat every episode. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, you, if you can't give me just a little something to hold me over if you only have eight episodes. So that's that's really my problem with it. But um, I did see more of his cunning and smarts of the Mandalorian, which I love about him overall. Um, I love still Pedro Pascal. Shouts out to uh, the Red, what was he called? The Red uh, on Game of Thrones? The Red Viper, I think it was. Um, but shout out to Pedro Pascal and how great he's act. He's doing, been as an actor inside of a mask, which is amazing to me um, on that. And um, I don't know, it's my thoughts. I would give maybe like a C episode. What about you? I mean, I still say it was solid. I would give it a, a B. So let's say uh, like a B minus okay. type of thing. So like a, a 79 okay. out, out of out of 100. Okay. So again, it was, I would use your vernacular as a filler episode. Yeah. But we all know that ha- what happens with those filler episodes because we got it in Game of Thrones so often. The only difference is this is what a third of, half or a third of the time in Game of Thrones, but it's using the same format. So I can already tell they're going to have a massive cliffhanger, and I just can't wait. I will say most of the time at the filler episodes, you get a great episode. So I will say that. Because we even had fillers in uh, the final season of Game of Thrones. So Yeah, we, we, we did. We and, those, and those are over an hour long. Yeah, we got a lot in the first couple seasons, but, you know, they were like, it was different. So. Um, but that's our Mandalorian take. So we've, we've now rated episode uh Two, three, no, three, four, and five. So we're all caught and, up. And note to Disney and Star Wars: if you're going to have filler episodes, you got to make it longer than thirty minutes for Mike. There we go. And we had some news about that, right? Aren't they doing a Wednesday episode before the movie Star Wars? Right, which will probably premiere Thursday at midnight. Yeah, to tie in or something like that to the episode nine, or at least give us like a sneak peek. I think I know that's happening for probably, sure. Probably sneak peek. Yeah, sneak peek. Uh, for uh, episode nine, if you're Sim- watching, similar to Agents of Shield. Yes. So if you're watching a Mandalorian, watch it on that Thursday before episode nine, and um, and you'll see that uh, as well on there. Uh, you have anything else to clean up here? On and the theater, of course. So on our newest episode that's streaming now, uh, Mike asked if I had seen the. 007 trailer which I had not I'm sorry yes and then we filmed our new you podcast but I was actually watching that I watched that the night we got, while I got we home filming, yeah okay yeah and while we were filming but yeah so what'd you think of it um I think that they should have Sony specifically should have took action and pulled the trigger on a new James Bond and going back to what I was alluding to earlier Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan. It's time to walk in the Sony executive office and be like, we're going to do a trilogy. And that's it. So you felt like Craig should have been Bond right now? No. I mean, he, he didn't want to do it. He'd rather slit his wrist than do right. it, which is you know verbatim what he said. Uh-huh. And we all know, as you brought up very wisely, that he's, what, 45, 46, perhaps 50? Yeah, closer to 50, yeah. Again, we'll, we'll look it up, but he's 50, you know, whatever right now, and... Still, like you said, waking up at 5 a.m. to be in bond shape. So, again, I, and there you could see by the plot that they're playing into that 
like they did in the last one. Yeah. You know, like you're because usually we see James Bond in the middle of his career, but and with Daniel Craig, we saw it at the beginning and of the end. Right. So it's poetic in terms of that, but I feel like they're just twiddling their thumbs until they come with a better solution. And for me, the better solution is get Tom Hardy as Bond. Right. And then you have Christopher Nolan as the director for three movies. Mm-hmm. And you can even, I can even see characters like Leonardo DiCaprio being a Bond villain, which I think he would be excellent at, especially after his performance in Django. So you feel like um, that. This is a filler movie in the franchise. Right. The Sony, instead of um, trying to get another Bond, and since they couldn't find one, they threw a bag of money at Craig. 51 years old and gave, you know, go with the devil you know. Right. They play it one more time until until we figure it out. We feel like they should have waited and just got the best Bond at this time. That makes that makes a lot of sense actually. Again, who would be your top pick? So again, I want Christopher Nolan to do it. And he literally said, and Christopher Nolan is a man of few words, and this is something he said on camera, on microphone. I I would love to do it. He's from England. He's a Bond fan. I, he said, I want to be needed. The reality is you are needed. The franchise is spiraling out of control. Yeah. Um I can see both of that. I mean, I can see Hardy and Nolan. You're right. I definitely can see that. I never was with the whole Idris choice of Bond that people try to throw out there. Similar to uh, Michael B. Jordan as Superman. That and now he is 45. Like he's might as well keep it as Craig at that point. I, I just feel like that, you know. But I do think uh, Idris is a lot more spry and fit than Craig is. That's true. I agree with that. Because you know we don't crack, you know. <laughs> um. But I just um, yeah, he's forty seven. Yeah, he's forty seven. So I just feel like at this point, I, you know what it is. I feel like if I want to make a trilogy, which will last ten years, then I want to get somebody a little bit younger. Not really about him himself and whatnot. So um, unless we get Boyega, somebody like that. But no, I'm joking about that. Um, but um, yeah, so no, I, I think Hardy would be good, and because of the chemistry that uh, Hardy and Nolan already have, he is five nine. That's 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 the only problem I have with it being a bit of a height supremacist. We know, but it, I mean, I have to do, I do have to agree with your point for Michael B. Jordan. I think he would be good as that as a Superman. But again, a six one, and you're play, you know um, around all these other people who are like six four and up. Yeah, it just you're supposed to be Superman at that point. I just don't feel like it fits for me. And I think he's—I think he's really like six foot. He's probably call himself six foot one, um, but um, that's just me. Um, and Josh is a very tall person, so he, he would know about this stuff. So um, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know how it looks standing next to someone who's four inches shorter than you, and it's kind of like wow. So Chris Hemsworth, because I, I just searched uh, what's his name, uh, Tom Hardy, and this is one of the people that came up was. Hemsworth. Hemsworth, and he's only 36. Yeah. Same age as you. Thanks for um, making me older and shouting out my age at the same time. Wait, so you're not 36? I'm not 36. 33? <laughs> I'm 35, but nevertheless. Going on 36. <laughs> Just turned 35. We talked about my birthday last month, literally, on a podcast. But um, And Michael Fassbender is also another choice, and he's 42. 42. Yeah. How, do you, do it. how did you know? I, <laughs> well, I, I went to movies, Josh. I watch movies like this. Huh? Um, yeah, Fastbender could be. I think Fastbender could be good as Bond. Having a little better shape than he is as Magneto, I think. No costume to kind of bulk you up as Bond, but I feel like he can be a great 
like that whole that playboy aspect of Bond, I feel like that would be good. The one thing I miss about Pierce Brosnan as compared to Daniel Craig is Craig is menacing and a good fighter, but I never really bought the Bond hair, blue eyed Bond. Yeah, and that's fine, the look, but the playboy aspect, the smoothness of Bond. I feel like like Brosnan, who wasn't in as great shape, of course, as as Craig was, but he um he didn't you know captures that part of it how about someone like tom hiddleston loki he could do it as well actually i i have to bulk up a little more but i don't see it huh i don't see it uh, he, he's more bond villain than uh yeah bond. that's true too, i think his well. best aspect you know of what's funny is, is that um cavill henry henry cavill when when they were casting craig as bond Cowell was up for the role too at that time. And he was too fat to play Bond, right? But he see a shape he got of Superman. But at that time, he wasn't in the greatest shape. And it was funny because, you know, you see the shape he got him later on. So it's amazing how these things kind of work. Whatnot. Now, how would you think Cable would be Bond? I now? Mean, yeah. Can do it now. You see the man from Uncle? He's really, really good. I think he was spectacular. Yeah. I think he will be. He's only, what, 32? Maybe? I mean, there might be some backlash because he's out, perhaps. I mean, it's not really a big deal to me, but it might, you know, be an issue for people. Some I don't know people. What? Isn't he out? Like, hey, I, don't know. I thought he was dating a 2019 year old girl or something like that recently. Someone told me he was, so. And then I Googled it and that verified it. But apparently wow, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's bi. You never know. Yeah, that's fine. But um, that's the, so I love the Bond trailer. Just to say the little say the least. Um, uh, I agree with Josh's point about Craig one last time. But even with that said, the trailer was just awesome, man. It was just the action in it. Um, the, the the famous Bond quotes, the car with the uh, lights turning into machine guns, all those old Bond tropes were in the movie. And I feel like if it is one last hurrah, they're going to go out right, like go out on a bang. So I feel like it will be do well. It's going to be like a, a good movie overall. And then they have the other double O, who's the black female. Yeah, who's right. the uh, who's the uh, and Captain Marvel. I didn't realize she was British. This is really, really getting. <laughs> it's a British takeover. Isn't it's it? really a British takeover. Like, I didn't even know she was British. But actually. the thing is, it's always been a British takeover in American cinema. It's not really a surprise here. We're just paying attention to it more. It's always been the case. Not in black American cinema, though. Like, you don't go back to watching, like, um, you know, our, our especially our black American films, like A Queen of Slim or. Uh, um, a uh, black and blue. Going to the nineties, no, no, they weren't British actors. Freaking Menace to Society or Boys in the Hood, or actually, John Singleton said, "I want authentic black kids who are from L.A." <laughs> like he literally said that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just different now, I guess. It well, is different. Yeah, yeah. it just it, it just changes. So it's interesting though how how much it actually happens, and it's impressive that they can have these accents. Also, uh, Rob Stark, Richard Madden is also on the the short list for the next Bond as well. And he's also in um, Marvel uh, movie coming out next year. Uh, Same one with uh, Sean Stark. Kit, Kit Harrington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kit! Kit. Um, and um, our last thing, our, our, our uh, Mary, what is it? Mary? Um, Mary, date, and or, you know, have a passionate, you know, superhero night. And, and, um, Talking about her already, Black Widow. We haven't named yet in the list. Uh, what would you do? 
And also, uh, Tony and Nate, what would you do? What would you do? Natasha. Natasha Romanoff. Well, Natasha, because of her backstory, mm-hmm. she uh, you know, has a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there's a lot of body baggage in mm-hmm. that baggage. Mm-hmm. And usually that does prevent one from uh, copulating with someone else mm-hmm. and pair bonding, let's say. Mm-hmm. But it's her backstory. She's changed, right? So... I'm just saying. You you honestly think so? I'm going by what they showed us. But go ahead. Mm. Well, I would say it would be a superhero evening with with uh, Natasha, and I would prefer the Natasha during the Iron Man two years. Let's say. Yeah, I don't like her hair in that movie. But. Or you know. Uh, Winter Soldier years. I was gonna say that's my favorite Natasha, the Winter Soldier Natasha. Actually, when she's like chewing the gum and the, by the vending machine, and that could be just a Scarlett Johansson thing too. But nevertheless, um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to ScarJo. ScarJo, um, who, <laughs> oh, who apparently wasn't a star before she entered the universe, which is interesting, Miguel. Never said that. But oh, you <laughs> definitely did say that. We had a whole <laughs> podcast about that. Nice try. I said she and we got it all on tape. I thought she's the only one that was a star. Oh but. no, you definitely say that. And I've been um by Nate, my brother shouts out again. He <laughs> he countered me on that. Oh, he's I gotta agree with Josh on this, bro. I mean, no surprises there, really. And he's like, um, some of those characters, even down to like Karen Gilligan, who plays um uh not Nebula, who's the sister of uh no yeah, Nebula. Nebula, yeah. Nebula, yeah. Um he said, like, some of those actors in Hemsworth, even, they were huge in, like, Australia and other places and whatnot. So even though we might not have known them. Big markets. Yeah, that they still were stars in their, in their own right. So he kind of, uh, you know, killed my case there for a little bit there. But um, anyway, uh, I agree with you. Because of her history, her being a spot, I never trust her to marry her. Um, and um, Or what about be uh, dating? Even dating. I just feel like... If I spent a few months with her, it, it would just, I don't know what. It, well, I, yeah, because she's going to have to go off on a mission. Yeah, I just don't really. It's not you know, a, a lot of red in that ledger. We, we, uh, yeah, I don't want to be I don't want to be that red either. You know, what if I'm the target? Who know, You know, so as I just say. <laughs> then it would be Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just go for that one night with Natasha and um, we'll move forward. One night in Budapest. Right? One night, no, we're not going to Budapest either. <laughs> Until I, I'm like you. <laughs> Until I see what happened in Budapest, we're not going to Budapest <laughs> at all. But and that's it for this. Um, well, actually, we actually have to go into Kathleen Kennedy's involvement in Star Wars in general or Episode Nine because I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole thing. So in general, okay. So let me talk to me. What's going on? Well, here's the thing: Kathleen Kennedy has done amazing work as a producer in Hollywood, specifically. With Ambient Entertainment, the mm-hmm. stu- you know the studio yes. that created ET, right? That was co-founder with Stil- Spielberg. Mm-hmm. So she's made tons of billion-dollar movies. Okay. So again, in terms of her film producing pedigree, right? World class. However, it appears that she's trying to, you know, show George like, hey George, I have some creative input too. Right. So she stayed on after George sell- sold. Right. And apparently, allegedly, it was Kathleen who went to Disney 
t- about buying Star Wars. So right. she set up the whole deal, and then afterwards, she's made the president of Lucasfilms. Right. So she wanted the pairs to be that she wanted a little more input on the creative process. However, you have things like Ray being a Mary Sue, which still isn't resolved yet. So JJ had to come back and resolve it, hopefully. Right. And apparently, what how she wanted the trilogy to end, according to the, you know, to the rumors, is that she wanted to have. Apparently. There's a four lightsaber battles, and again, spoiler alert. In case I'm, in case I'm right, uh-huh. in case the sources are right, apparently there's going to be four major and pivotal star uh, lightsaber battles between Kylo Ray and Re- Kylo Ren and Ray, and okay. which Ray wins all of them. Okay, I, I'm I'm listening right now. Okay, so to me that yeah, that's not you, fair. You're no. just trying to push yeah. that narrative too much. Yeah, because I guess to your point, she hasn't really had that um, that moment, even like Luke had, where he lost his arm and um, and Empire Strikes Back, right? And he, you know, he lost the battle, right? You know, overall, and she's really been like triumphant on every single one, overall, and 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 that's not good cinema. Like sometimes, i.e., Infinity War, the heroes lose, and it's okay, you know, at, at, at that point. Right, that's part of their character development. Right, and, and or I even grow. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, so that's how they grow. Yes, uh, I agree. And and, and then when mm-hmm. when the triumph happens, is even more, it's even bigger. And now that you think about it, yeah, I mean she's been traveling or whatever, but she really hasn't lost. The herself. only time she lost is when she couldn't get Luke to get off Octu. That's the only time she lost. Right, but you know. Look who she just met. You know, it wasn't like a long, you know, burning history there. But I think how they might mend that fence would be to make her related to either Palpatine or Obi Wan. Again, spoilers. But I feel you have to tie you have to tie it in together somehow. You have to give her some type of credence for her exceptional ability. Well, we will see in, in thirteen days. But back to the Kathleen Kennedy port. Point. Kathleen has had some hits and some misses along the way. Mandalorian hit, you know, she's part of that that creative team as well. I know, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to give Kathleen the credit with Spielberg for the Jurassic Park franchise as well. So yes, E.T., Jurassic Park, and Star Wars. So, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, Jurassic Park, not Jurassic World. I think mixed up. Um, well, she helped build the world. Right, 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 right. Um, uh, and um, but Solo was trash to me. Um. I mean, I don't want to say trash, but it's not great amongst Star Wars lore. And again, I loved it because I, I'm not going to be honest. I mean, I'm not going to lie that I, I'm going to be completely honest that I was biased. Right. I, I'm a Star Wars fan. Right. And I didn't think it was that bad. I can right. see why, you know, people didn't like it. Right, right, right. And apparently that was one of the beginnings of Kathleen Kennedy trying to put her handprints on a project, which caused the director to be dismissed and or quit. Well, here's the problem. You already have a trouble having a solo film without Harrison Ford because he's Han Solo. But to have it a year after you just saw Harrison Ford play Han Solo, which is not something people wanted. Maybe if it was five or ten years, let's, you know, look at the solo history, you know, and see what happened before. But I think it was just too soon after they show his death on screen. Um, And I didn't think Amelia Clark was great in that movie as well. I actually loved her in that. Did you? I didn't think she was really great in that movie. Well, you know what? Her turn at the end, she was good, actually. That she was down with um, uh, uh, Maul. 
But um, before that, I didn't really like her too much. Um, but I did like my man Donald Glover. He was great as Lando. Um, but yeah, Solo was okay. Let's just say for most fans, Solo wasn't great for Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, Rogue One, really, really, really good. Oh, they knocked it out the park. Knocked it out the park with Rogue One with no Jedi. But I guess besides the uh, the Darth Vader scene. Um, but then Force Awakens, um, only okay to me. Last Jedi was had a lot of problems, so we'll see where she goes with this. We're gonna go because we're Star Wars fans, but what she's doing with this last trilogy is not really great. And even Force Awakens, like you know, it seemed like they again it just was like a I'm watching New Hope all over again. A lot of it, and and that bothered me. And then again, I hate when people outthink themselves a little bit. And they thought, you know. If we have Luke on screen too much as our brand new Star Wars, then people will gravitate to Luke because he's Luke and not Ray. Going back to what you were talking about, right? And so they only had Luke in that last what minute saying nothing, right? And, you know, the end of the end of the film. But to me, what you missed that was you had um, Harrison Ford who didn't even want to do this for a while, but finally agreed to come back and play Han Solo, right? You had them contracted. You got um, Leia. You got Luke. Right? They are who we know. Why not at least put them on screen for five or ten minutes together, be they were the original big three, so to speak. Um, and you got them all right now. But no. You let Harrison Ford get killed. Luke never has – you know, Luke has still not talked to Leia and in M2 films. Not face-to-face. Well, not face-to-face. And unfortunately, Carrie Fisher has passed away. Has passed away, and Luke and 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 Han, who were BFFs, were riding riding together even before they even met Leia together. Um, you don't put them on screen together, and I thought that was a miss to me because massive. Yeah, us as Star Wars fans, which is what we wanted to see. I'm sorry to say, who gave a fuck about Ray at that point? Star Wars is back, and we got Luke, Leia, and Solo, but they're not going to be on screen together. That's ridiculous to me. So maybe that's her whole. Ray push and, and that kind of, I'm just saying. Well, first of all, young man, we don't use language like that on here, but I completely understand. I'm so and sorry. Agree. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll edit it out. Yeah, we'll edit it out. But yeah, fine. but I would say it again. Who cares about Leia at that point? Because <laughs> because we're gonna edit that out. But who cares about Leia at that point? Because That's awesome. You do have Solo there, and again, and, and to me, it's more than just what you decided to do with your movie. It's the fact that you actually have finally got all three of them contracted for a movie, which is why I believe Kevin Feige going to do some more Star Wars films is going to help relieve Kathleen of her creative duties. I agree. Only thing I worry there, though, is you know you start wearing too many hats. You know, and what happens? He's already the head of Marvel. You pun, know. pun absolutely intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, Savant yeah. named Levine. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you start wearing too many hats. It's just like, what happens? He's already head of Marvel. And it's just like that. I don't want Marvel to suffer. And he just took over as head of all Marvel. I saw so, that, yeah. Yeah, Marvel TV, Marvel Comics, Marvel Cartoons. So, And because he wants it all intertwined with each other, which is fine. And I get that because you're tired of people saying, well, the comics is here, but the cartoon is here. But So it's fine to say, I want it all to be one. I get that. But then if you start saying, I'm going to do Star Wars films, it's a lot of work to do, bro. So it's like, you better have a good team under you, but the team who actually sees your vision. Right. To be able to make sure that when you are in a... Star Wars meeting, they can keep making this Marvel triangle. For now, what he did do 
was um, lay out the path for the next, you know, two phases, phase four and five. So maybe he's like, you know what? I got the path laid out for you guys. Just follow my freaking script. Because he, he has the blueprint. Yeah, he got the blueprint already. It's already done. And if you can't learn from a decade of 23 movies, I mean, come on. Right. So he can say, you know what? I can go over here and fix up on Star Wars. Yeah, fix the franchise. You got yeah, to you, you know exactly it. what I want you to do for these next two phases or whatever. Maybe I'll come back for phase six to help you out. Right. So hopefully that can be the case. But you do know if anything goes wrong and he's working on Star Wars and it's a Marvel flop, which hasn't happened in forever, they're going to say because Feige's doing too much. That's a possibility. However, I do believe if he gets the Star Wars franchise and brand up and running like a machine that Marvel is, it'll it'll be bigger than Marvel. Yeah, I don't think Disney would care. They're still making money either way, right? It's still all Disney. But you could have both. You could have Marvel as is and getting bigger or being steady and then having Star Wars where it should be. Yeah. Here's the thing about Star Wars, which which is why um, even with the – the misses and the Force Awakens or Last Jedi, they're still making over a billion dollars because of Star Wars, right? right? The Mandalorian right now is the number one show on anything. Speaking of Star Wars and Disney, I've come to the realization that the creature known as Baby Yoda is essentially the Mickey Mouse of Star Wars mm. under Disney. I agree with that. They have Baby Yoda. Um, they have Baby Yoda. Uh, like toys and uh, bobbleheads that you can order now, but you won't get them until like April 2020. It's crazy, but they're still getting ordered now. <laughs> that's crazy. So. That, that's branding. That, that's that's super duper branding. Also, I had this idea that I pitched to my boy Nate Dog. So shout out to the airman Nate Golston. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think you can have a Luke Skywalker either movie and or Disney Plus show with an actor like Chris Pine to play young Luke when he's the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy right after the events of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I, I think um, I agree. I think that's what we're kind of missing right now. I think I would love to see the young Luke being the most powerful Jedi starting to try to teach younglings and stuff like that. I think that's what we're missing. That I mean, they, they filled in, you know, between episode three and four. How did they get the plan to the Death Star with Rogue One, right? Um, how uh, what what happened with Solo? How did he get his shit? We filled that in, right? But we got to fill in this, this this part right here, the massive part. And like you said, they dropped the ball with you know Mark Hamill and Luke Luke Skywalker, and uh, and and uh, not Luke and um, Han Solo. You mean? Um, well, no, definitely Luke, because you didn't you barely use them. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You barely use them. And now, yeah. now he's just going to be a Force Ghost. Yeah, he's a Force Ghost. So I think you could have a young Luke, a young Leia, um, and a young Solo. After that time period, uh, you could see uh, um, how uh, Kylo Ren was conceived. A very, very uh, <laughs> child Kylo. But because of the timeline and the ages, they, or, or they have ben, at least what? Was, right? Well, like twenty years of. Without that, so they had yeah. a lot of adventure before they even settled down and had Kylo, right? Yeah, and apparently the, uh, there was a new um, rebel, a new rebellion. So that means they knew that the Emperor wasn't gone. So they had to have some adventures, you know. And we're seeing it with Mandalorian. The Empire still has, you know, still still sage of it still around and stuff like that. So I'm sure Luke. I mean, actually, I guess 
The Mandalorian takes place five years after the Empire drops, so it actually will be taking place in the same time frame you're talking about right now. Interesting, so, yeah. Yeah, I wonder at some point, is the Mandalorian going to mention Luke? Well, I feel like we'll hear it from, you know, some of the characters, because at that time, Luke was had legendary status. I'm actually surprised they're not mentioning him now. Yeah, that's true. And with the Tatooine. That's interesting that they didn't mention him. <laughs> That's a wonderful point, splendid point. Yeah, um, I guess we'll see, right? Yeah, because that's why you see the ruins of the empire, but still some stormtroopers around. Because it only takes place five years after the fall of the empire, so that's very, very interesting. I wonder if they're uh, somehow going to tie it into the rise of Skywalker. Now, apparently, the planet in the the desert planet in the trailer is allegedly not Tatooine, right? Or Jakku, apparently, right? But who, who knows? Right. It could be one of those reveal things. Yeah, I don't think it doesn't have the two sons like Tatooine has and whatnot. So, um, but either way, we're 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 going to um, go see it. We're going to see it together at some point, and uh, and maybe go out to eat afterwards. Talk about it. Who knows? Um, right. Uh, maybe to one of a vegan's place for Josh. I don't know. But well, uh, that doesn't start until twenty twenty. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> so, <laughs> including celibacy, which is going to be. That's not. That's another show. That's another year radio, but um, or poetic charm or poetic charm. But uh, we want to thank you guys for listening once again. Um, you know, let us know your your list. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, we appreciate all the comments that you have for us. And we'll come back to you uh, next week with another episode of Mental Theater. Absolutely, and let us know what we missed. Yes, our errors. I know I have a few myself. Um, and yeah, and what would you like to see in the future? We'd be curious to hear hear that. All right. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you.